0: Well, that's actually the prayer for Hanukkah. I had the wrong prayer going here. (laughs) Mike Lubitz. (laughs) We we welcome you to another morning briefing. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz here on No Filter. But uh, we bow our heads in prayer tonight for all of you. And we're with all of you. We feel a symmetry with all of the people in our viewing and listening audience We bow our heads to the gods of gambling that you get off to a red-hot start here in wagering on college football. Four games on the slate tonight. Very exciting, and it's an interesting time of the year. It's a time of the year where you have to do a lot of self-examination. You have to figure out uh, what kind of bravado you're going to approach the season with, and you have to realize that almost all of these moves are largely fueled by self-sabotage which uh, almost any gambler is uh, subjecting him or herself to at some point during the season. And probably it begins tonight, Louie, because uh, one of the great things, I mean, uh, there is uh, an overwhelming amount of sophisticated analysis and uh, insight and uh, approaches to uh, how to uh, play tonight's card. It's out there for you, right? Beginning with what? Uh, Is he still in business, Brent Musburger? With the Las Vegas Information Network,
1: also yes, known right.
0: as the Barry America campaign. And you were witness to this because we used to uh, take these excerpts that were in my uh, beloved New York Post out of the, uh, you know, uh, out of their uh, uh, selections. And and we would uh, go ahead and, and review this, uh, you know, and see that greatest logic ever from uh, Musburger's people, what would lead you into just uh, an insufferable loss. <laughs> Something that was going to set you back so far that there would be no amount of psychiatric work that could possibly bring you back to the person that you once were. Because that's and the thing, like,
1: like you, you all the time. People who are new to us, but we, 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 you've, you've been talking about gambling since before was cool. Uh, yes. Since it was, shh, no one's gambling, even though the whole world's gambling. Uh, now it's like every network, whether CNN has gambling and every, like ABC, The Bachelor has gambling. Um. So like you've always said like you know when you have money on a game it it makes it more interesting but what's funny is the other thing you've always said is even if you're wrong if the logic's there you give the handicapper credit right yes but that's usually because the game's close the game's tight like my burial last week it was a dogfight to the end even on the money line the problem with vsin is they will have this logic a freaking a book about a game and then the team you had loses by 30 and it <laughs> was never close and they were never in the game at all.
0: That's the beauty of all of these handicapping shows, <laughs> which uh, we are, you know, uh, partaking in also, but we're going to try and bring you a, uh, you know, a, a variation of logical approaches where you can formulate your own opinion. You, you don't necessarily have to, uh, any up, uh, for, for what we say, because uh, who, who knows what's going to happen here, right? The, the game of the night though, would be uh, Utah and Florida. There's an urban Meyer connection there. Yes. And I I would, you know, be interested in any kind of a study, uh, how increased uh, criminal activity was in Utah, (laughs) after urban Meyer left there, following the uh, 2004 season. As uh, you know, nobody really uh, looks too deeply into what goes on in Salt Lake City, do they? I mean, you got the Osmonds there, that's about it. Maybe you see uh, the mailman uh, driving around, you know, and that big truck. And you're wondering, what the hell is he doing in that big truck <laughs> <laughs> exactly? Carl Maloney's the mailman. <laughs> if anything, a mail truck would be more appropriate. Well, what is wrong with this guy? But uh, not much happens there, right? Well, Juan Antonio Samaranch was there with the Olympic Committee that one year and he shoveled all that money into his pocket. It was amazing, right? He came out with a, a watch around his neck that looked like something <laughs> flavor flave would be ashamed to wear, and uh promptly announced at a press conference when they shoved the podium out there in front of him. And he said, guess what? We're going to conduct the Olympic Games right here in this shithole of a city. <laughs> but we could be in Innsbruck, Austria. We, we could be somewhere where, you know, everybody wants to go as a winter destination. We, we could even be in Aspen for that matter. I was going to say but somewhere in Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> Why don't we just go to Salt Lake City here and all uh, have a good time and, and that'll be it. But, uh, yeah, not much happening there. Uh, Utah and uh, Florida. Utah, very good team last year, You're saying, Luby, that their quarterback is out, and therefore we might want to approach this game with a certain amount of apprehension. The line has plummeted all the way down to Utah favorite at home Mm. by four and a hook, and the Florida Guiders uh, breaking in a new quarterback after this Anthony Richardson. uh, Now, was he an asset or a liability to Florida? He was horrendous. he threw the ball as erratically as uh, somebody that you would have to think uh, it may want to be checked, not not for concussive activity, but for impaired vision. <laughs> I'm not sure that Richardson uh, could identify the big E on the eye chart last year if uh, or that big IF that's at uh, the uh, top of every sports <laughs> eye chart, and especially when it comes to rationalizing away your losses in uh, gambling endeavors. Here's the thing, though. I'm a racetrack guy, and uh, you know that. Mm -hmm. And this is the problem uh, that uh, the cliche applies. Uh, They send a taxi cab for guys that are betting games against the point spread. They send a limousine for people who are playing parlays. And what is everybody (laughs) doing today? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Every teenage kid that has a cell phone, which they all do, and they're sitting there going, I got a 10 teamer working here. I I need uh, Utah to cover. And then uh, I'll need the over in the uh, UCF game (laughs) to complete a 10 team parlay proposition. And and the, the betting entities are loving this. Why do you think there's so many of them? Why do you think every celebrity is on TV saying, exactly. hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm <laughs> in the middle of acting a scene here with Sir Lawrence Olivier, but I'm going to say, hey, Larry, could you hold on a minute? I got Cleveland minus two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> because people are betting parlors. And uh, you're going to do it again tonight, are you not, Libby? It, it's not enough action for a racetrack guy to take. Minus 110. And and what happens if you had uh, the four to five favorite essentially mm. uh in a race and you're yelling and screaming at the screen there with your buddies at the track? Come on with that, too! Come on with that, too! Come on with that, too! And then uh, the people all turn after the horse crosses the wire in front, and whatever amount of money you have on it, they, they look at you like you're a chump. Ah, yeah, there you go. You had the favorite again there, DeForest. The <laughs> what did it pay? 360? What an asshole! <laughs> Like, no, well, only one horse could win, but my horse won. That's how I feel. But the assumption is, and 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 it's an aspersion being cast your way that you're betting chalk, you're a low life, losing chalk playing piece of crap, and and and, you know, worse than winning once in a while, you have to live with that. That's the problem. (laughs) And they want you to know that they know, even though they lost all of their money, they're happier than you are. So the prospect of uh, you know betting 110 to win 100 doesn't necessarily turn me on. And, and we want to kind of square and cube the luck factor by mm-hmm. betting all the teams on the card in a parley. So um, what, what do we do, Louie? I mean, uh, do we have any uh, inclination as to which way to go? UCF, blowout city, 35 and a hook over Kent State.
1: I think they'll cover. John Rice, Plumlee, like in his fourth year, his second year with them. Be, yeah, I think his second year with UCF. Malzahn, um, I think it's his second year there. They have first year in the Big 12. They're recruiting better this cycle. I think, th- th- like, not the class that just happened, the class that's going to happen. They're yeah. in the top 25, which is something that's never happened for UCF. They have a bunch of four stars. Um, they, I think they want to prove something, and they're playing a team that's not good. So I, I see them trying to go out there and hammer Kensky. So I would chalk it up in that one.
0: All right. Uh, 35 and a hook, uh, you're laying there, and uh, you're laying it uh, with confidence and uh, yeah. feeling like uh, they can't score enough touchdowns there. Holy Arab Arsagian, yeah. Jimmy's running up the score. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, NC State 14 over UConn, uh, a, a very authoritatively written piece, uh, eloquently written piece in the spot that used to be occupied by Brent Musburger's Barry America campaign, thing called uh, Action Top Play. And they like Jim Moran Jr. turning around this uh, UConn program, so uh, I would be inclined to go ahead and lay the fourteen. Yes, he, uh, he's saying uh, th- this gentleman is saying uh, take take UConn in the points, so it'll be NC State by twenty eight in that bowl. <laughs> uh, very confident to go against uh, that prediction. Uh, Utah, Florida is the interesting game, and then Minnesota and Nebraska al- also uh, an interesting entity here on the Thursday slate, which some people feel uh, th- this is the premium. Uh, offering of games that you're going to have over the weekend. Uh, the only game that would rival, uh, you know, the Florida-Utah game, I guess, would be Florida State. And uh, you, you were going to give us some in-depth analysis on that, but uh, have you given up on the idea of in-depth analysis? In well, no, of- I mean, I can give a lot of analysis. college that, football? That game's Sunday. Florida State-LSU, a repeat of the opener of last year, which uh, Florida State did everything in their power to lose yeah. this ballgame. Everything in their power. It, it was mm-hmm. amazing. And, uh, you know, Brian Kelly, uh, now uh, after he said, hey, <laughs> I'm going to be at Notre Dame longer than Newt Rockney, of course, as soon as they dangle that uh, Cajun money in front of him. It was like, bring on the red beans and rice, my friends. I'll have a dozen uh, grilled oysters there, and I'd like to uh, get a table early on at Acne Oyster exactly. sit there the rest of the day. Uh, yeah, he, he was off to LSU and uh, Red Stick. And, uh, you know, I guess, you know, he, he's a guy that uh, usually has some modicum of success anywhere he goes. So uh, mm-hmm. you would have to think that he was going to do well here, well-funded by the LSU alumni and a name image and likeness situation um but um yeah florida state i mean no slouch uh last year they really came on what do you think mike luby lubitz so what are you throwing your money on there well before
1: we get to that the the other games tonight are interesting matt rule his first game back in college after his disaster with the carolina panthers uh as Nebraska takes on minnesota pj fleck was everyone's darling two three years ago when minnesota was challenging for the big 10 They've sort of come back a little bit. They're still good with PJ Fleck and he's happy to be there. But they've come back to the pack a little bit. Like I feel like Minnesota just has a leg up, has a head start on Nebraska. rule will probably do something. I don't know if we'll bring Nebraska back. It's just a different world. Everyone's on TV now. Um, they're in an area that is not strong recruiting and Whoever, if you're trying to recruit in the in the Midwest, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State sort of rule the rules. So I don't know if Nebraska's ever going to be back. But I think rule will make them interesting. I just don't think they're there yet. Like, I would go with Minnesota that game. And the UF-Utah game is annoying to me as a guy who's a Seminole and hates the Gators. I think I thought Utah was going to rout them. After last year, they they lost a really – they beat them. They lost a close game. They, they had UF beaten last year and lost a really, really tough-fought close game. Um, this year, they're at home. Cam Rising was back. He's a, a beast. Problem is, Rising got hurt in the freaking bowl game. He's not healthy. And I I hate saying this. I wouldn't touch that game because I can't ever pick UF. But I don't think it's a Utah route. Like, that game is going to be a dogfight now that I don't think it should have been. Um, FSU, LSU. FSU last year was sort of dominant in most of that game. And they had a chance to put them away late, and Norvell got... He fucking got chewed at the goal line, the thing you say to never do. Instead of just running a couple simple draws, settling for a field goal, going up 10 with like a minute and a half, two minutes left, he did some stupid-ass pitch, the fucking running back dropped it, LSU recovered, went right down the field, scored a fucking touchdown that would have tied it, and then the extra point was blocked. So that game was a lot closer than it could have been. This game and that was in, but was not in LSU, but it was in New Orleans, so it was like a home game for them. This year, it's in Orlando, which is a pseudo home game for Florida State. Florida State returns, I think, as much as anyone in the country. Like they return like ninety percent of their offensive and defensive production. They had the best transfer portal class. They Jordan Travis, who was once a liability, has. I has done growth at the quarterback position I've never seen. Like I hated Jordan Travis. Like Jordan Travis to me was like a Cordell tour, like a fucking toy. And he has gotten, he was almost at 70% accuracy last year. Uh, can throw it all over the field. He's not running as much as he once ran. He's staying healthy. He's become a true leader for that program. And they returned Jared Verse, one probably the best defensive end in the country. Fabian have level one of the better defensive linemen. They brought in Braden Fisk the best defensive tackle prospect uh, in the transfer portal. Um, they brought in Central Cypress, who was arguably the best defensive back prospect in the transfer portal from Virginia. They're fucking loaded. They're all, the receiving core Johnny Wilson is arguably a first-round talent. They brought in Keon Coleman from Michigan State, who was arguably the best receiver in the portal. They're loaded. I, I hate doing this uh, from a fan standpoint, but LSU has a lot of issues. Their secondary is undersized, and they're banged up. Their monster defensive tackle Mason Smith screwed around and is suspended for this game. He's not going to play at all. One of their John Emery, one of their better running backs, is not going to play in this game. Like everything skewed for Florida State to not only win, win decisively, and with the home cooking, I, it's I hard for me to kick them. But if we're doing the unbiased thing, or oh, I'm just being a handicapper, I think Florida State wins, and I think they should win, not by thirty or anything, but I think they should win the way that they Handily. didn't win last year.
0: Going away. I had a very, uh, very astutely put there, uh, Mike Luby-Lubitz. <laughs> Give us the entire Florida State roster. And uh, you're, you're thinking, when you weigh that out against uh, LSU and the problems that they're having, uh, uh, the change of venue, obviously they lost there in New Orleans last year. Uh, you would have to, and, and it's true, Mike Norvell did everything in his power to lose that game. If you were going to lose a job, if you wanted to sabotage a game, <laughs> if you wanted to look like you were on a tape, that's what it looked like. Is, uh, don't get queued around the goal line. Uh, that, that is a, a rule of thumb. So, um, a- anyway, uh, we wish you guys the best of luck betting these games. We gave you no uh, particular insight into uh, any of it, uh, except, uh, you know, be careful. If you're thinking about a four team parlay, make it a three. If you're thinking about a three team parlay, knock it down to two. If you're thinking about parlays at all, think about not betting. <laughs> and if you're willing to take uh minus one ten, uh, you know, to win a hundred, you're going to lay 110 to win a hundred and, and you can stay ahead of the pace all year long. Then you won't have to necessarily bow your head in prayer at the end of the year and hope that your wife doesn't find out how much money has been drained from your bank account, <laughs> but it gets started tonight. A lot of frustration involved in that. Uh, maybe we can get on a little bit of a roll though. We're certainly hoping so a uh, couple of quick things. And, uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in to the morning briefing here on no filter. Uh, the, uh, There there are certain players that come into games, and the minute they come into the ballgame, I I guess this is true of baseball especially. And uh, we've been tracking the Miami Marlins, and they have a reliever named A.J. Puck, who in the beginning of the season, he was an acquisition, uh, wasn't on the team last year. Beginning of the season, he emerged as a real surprise, and he was shutting teams down. He was coming in, doing a dynamite job. He became the closer, and uh, the Marlins were winning an inordinate number, as they have throughout the season. Of one run games, courtesy of the great work of AJ Puck, who then realized that, uh oh, I'm AJ Puck. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm not Goose Gossage. I'm not Raldis Chapman back in the day. I'm AJ fucking Puck. All right. So, uh, and he's one of these guys with uh, the weird, and this look uh, bothers me. I, I find it a little bit disturbing. And if you're sporting it, I apologize, but uh, the beard, no mustache. Yeah, that's a weird With look. the big, you know, like, uh, you know, pants us there, whatever that is. Uh,
1: <laughs> the sideburns. The sideburns. Country
0: uh, sideburns. <laughs> From the back in the day, like you would see like a character in Gunsmoke, you know, with these kind of sideburns. And you go, okay, must be the Amish guy coming into town to beg to see if he can find some pieces somewhere over in the corner there where, you know, they're not going to be uh, ravaged, uh, you know, and have people just uh, picking apart uh, all of their belongings. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, he's got that amish look i i I don't know i mean it looks like a guy that should be selling heaters on tv (laughs) instead of offering them up to home plate as soon as he comes into the game i i i go into an anxiety attack and i'm thinking i have to turn this off and watch something else i don't care what else is on i'm gonna watch it it could be a cornhole with two fat guys hey look at that johnny got another four banger in there and like what am i watching what what has my life become But uh, Puck comes into the game, of course, last night. Now, they managed to uh, get out of it and escape this one. But uh, gets one out, walks the bases loaded, and right back to the bullpen. I I don't know. Do you have a player who comes into the game that just uh, immediately – David Robertson, unfortunately, the reliever they acquired to uh, become the closer, uh, has become one of those guys also where they went to the 10th inning. Robertson comes in, and you know right away – it's over, Johnny. It's over. (laughs) You're like Richard Crenna talking to uh, Stallone. It's over, Johnny. It's over. And of course the the Marlins ended up losing this game three, nothing, and continue to plummet their way uh, to sub 500. Even though we had a year, we had a Cinderella season going here, but this AJ puck is one of those guys. Now, as soon as he's warming up, I'm like, why don't you just put a knife right in my back? My chances of uh, coming out with the team that I'm rooting for winning this game are uh, just uh, down. They plummeted to 0.0. 0. And then uh, uh, one last thought, too. On the, uh, we are talking about the shot fighters yesterday with uh, Venus Williams. I mean, uh, that was an embarrassment. I'm sorry, Venus. But we, we loved what you did. You seemed like the more genuine of the two uh, Williams sisters. That portrayal that they had in the thing uh, where Will Smith won the Oscar, I mean uh, – are you kidding me? Was that not a bit of a, uh, a fudged uh, portrayal of Richard Williams, who was a nutbag? This guy. everybody nuts. said that, and he comes off, uh, you know, like, like he's uh, the main character in Father Knows Best, <laughs> like Ward Cleaver. This guy. Ward, <laughs> the boys are in trouble. Uh, you know, I mean, that that not now, notwithstanding, if you were just looking at overall the, the history of the Williams sisters and their approach. The people, you would have thought Venus was like like the softer touch, no? Oh, Easier yeah. to root for. But, you know, that this was an embarrassment. But I-, I guess, you know, the best example that was brought up to me, and, and I remember this distinctly, and it's a shame, because uh, one of the most dashing, electrifying players in the history of all sports was the great Willie Mays, number 24, cap flying. I, I hated the Giants because I was a Yankee fan at the time. And, and you know, the argument was always, so who- who's the best? Is it Mays or is it Mantle? Mm-hmm. And you can make a case that both of those guys hung around uh, w- way too long, Mantle with the injuries debilitating his career, and Mays, for some reason, what, did he need the money, Willie? Are you kidding me? I know they didn't make these, uh, you know, gargantuan salaries back in uh, that time, but proportionate to what other people were making, I would imagine Mays was well compensated. But when he was hanging around with the Mets there, and uh, that the big thing was the whole city was absolutely euphoric because Willie Mays beat out a swinging bunt. He took one of those cuts where, you know, the helmet goes flying and, uh, you know, he's all bent out of uh, shape there like he's a contortionist and he's still in a batter's box and there's a little dribble around to the mound <laughs> and uh, somehow he beat it out. And, you know, that's how you remember him instead of all of the great stuff that he did with the basket catch and pick works uh, definitely hung around a little bit too long. Yeah. The other one would be, and uh, you experienced this, uh, Evander Holyfield who did he not tell us he's still looking for fights
1: he was a few yeah. years ago. I'm hoping he stopped now.
0: It, just sad. My God, I mean, he, he became a headbutting machine, the likes of which uh, we had never, I mean, seen in the history of boxing, including that. Uh, I mean, a match where he was well past his prime against a seen the Rock Rockman, where Rockman actually was headbutted so many times that he grew a second head. <laughs> That's when you know you're around too long, when, when that's your best weapon, is your own. Uh, I mean, he, like Marvin Hagler, had a head that was made out of granite, you would have to say. Didn't matter how many times uh, Tyson hit him with his best shot, he was just looking at him and laughing. But hung around too long, uh, no doubt about it, much like uh, it's obvious that Venus Williams has done. All right, uh, that, that's your morning briefing for today. I hope we helped you with your handicapping. Uh, Luby, once again, uh, that I was tried. a selection for a check by, uh, in a box for Florida State.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I well, that, hate it being a fan, but yes, I would say Florida State should win that game. And okay. cover. so uh, you people go out
0: there uh, very wisely when you're calling, uh, you know, your bookmaker, in my case, Louie the Lip Lipschitz, call him and say, everything you got on LSU. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I have no money in the account. All right, I so will see you next time on the next edition of the Morning Briefing.